Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. You're out at a house party or a bar or a picnic with friends and you see a cute girl that you really, really like. You're about to go over and talk to her. How can you best make her like you? It shouldn't be a surprise that this is a question that I get all the time. But it may be a surprise that this question is deeply, fundamentally flawed. And in fact, if you're asking this question, you're almost ensured that you're never going to get great results with women. But what is it about this question that's so wrong? What is it about this question that's going to ensure your ultimate attraction demise? If you'd like to know what it is that you should be doing instead to have success with women and boost your attractability as a man, then there's a trick you need to learn, and today I'm going to talk about it. To find out what that is, keep watching. Or, you know, just read the title of this video. Many of you don't know this, but my mum is was a psychologist and a more importantly she was a public speaking teacher and she ran toastmasters for a while and then she ran her own company teaching public speaking skills and of course i as a young boy got you know taken under my mom's wing and and she taught me how to do public speaking uh and i used to go into competitions and i and i you know won, won a number of competitions as a young kid doing public speaking so from a very young age, I was exposed to being in front of a large number of people talking to people in front of a crowd, which I know is difficult for a lot of people. But I'm telling this story because there was an important lesson, there's something really interesting that I learned, which was that when most people get up and stand in front of a crowd to do public speaking, the biggest mistake that they make is they go up there wanting to make the audience like them. And I don't know if you've ever seen this before. You've watched someone do public speaking. And what they're looking at in the audience for is, do you like me? Can I make you like me? Can I make you? Will, will you like this? Will you like that? I'm sure you've experienced this before. It kind of comes through in the body language and the way that the speaker looks at the audience. Um, in the, the way they choose to talk about the things that they talk about, it's this, do you like me? Can I get you to like me? Feeling. And invariably, the experience you've had has been, well, they're not an amazing public speaker, but they're a friend, so cool, whatever. Or they're family, so cool, whatever. They're not meant to be great at public speaking. But one of the biggest skills that you need to learn if you're going to be great in front of a crowd is you need to get up there and you need to talk to them as though you know they're already massive fans of yours. As though you already know they like you. Because when you do that, when a public speaker gets up there and they just talk to the audience like, I know you're going to like me. But not in an arrogant, cocky way, just as in the way they present is like, yeah, I, I know I'm already popular. Because it's a very different mindset. It's a very different way of getting up on that stage. And when you do that, when you, when you just behave like you're already a popular public speaker that people like, your success as a public speaker goes up dramatically. Because you, the way that you talk, the way that you choose to address the audience, the way you look at individual members of the audience changes dramatically. One is a confident, self-assured smile. The other one is a... <laughs> do you like me kind of smile right it's a very very radically different experience now this understanding this experience none of my experience as a public speaker really trained me to to talk to women because there's what there's a big difference between standing in front of 100 people and giving a speech 
and standing in front of one really hot woman you really, really, really like <laughs> and try to make an impression. It's a radically different experience. And so it didn't immediately dawn on me that this 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 trick, this this mindset would apply here as well. Until one day when, because I'd already been going out and talking to lots of women, I had you know some success. I was doing okay, and I became part of a um, a group in Sydney. And what they were doing was they were taking the more talented guys, the, the guys who would approach women, um, and taking the more talented ones of us. And what we would do would be donate our time for free to a bunch of guys who would donate money. I think it was five hundred dollars. They donate money to a specific charity in Africa. So we weren't making money, but they were putting money in. For charity, and what we would do is we were taking them out for ten days straight, getting them to approach women and talk to women, and, and and helping them, coaching them as best we could with our limited experience. And I had a really interesting experience here because, first of all, I'd never been the instructor before; I'd never been the coach. And I had guys talking to women, getting in there, and and the guys were doing really well. And we started to create this weird vibe, this weird energy, because girls were looking at us like, wow, there's something really interesting going on here. And women were approaching us, the coaches. Um, they were coming over and talking to us. We were like mini celebrities. It was like something interesting was going on. And it was it was crazy. Like we literally had girls lining up to come and ask us what was lining up, literally, to come and talk to us. It was crazy. Um, and that, this, it just, it was like a drug. Like my head just exploded. I'd never experienced anything like this. And I just felt this immense sense of empowerment, like, Wow, every woman wants to talk to me right now. And then the session was over and a couple of my friends were out that night and I told them to come over and I was like so excited. I'm like, guys, this is amazing. You've got to experience this. And they're like, what do you mean, dude? And I'm like, just just, just watch, man. And I walked over to these girls who I talked to earlier who I knew totally liked me. I assumed totally liked me. As it turned out, they didn't. They were out in a hen's night and were just entertaining me before, humoring me. Um, and they really didn't want to talk to me anymore by the time I went in. But I was so sure after what my night had given me, I was so sure those women would like me that I just, I literally turned the whole thing around. Like they were like trying to dismiss me and get rid of me because like, you know, this is a hen's night. We really need to hang out with the hen. We don't really need to talk. I've got a boyfriend anyway. I was so sure that they would turn around and be happy to talk to me again that I physically, it's, it's, I can't explain it anywhere. I just physically turned that thing around by sheer force of will. And they did, and I brought my friend in, and we had a really great chat with them. They did have boyfriends, so, you know, we weren't getting the numbers, but they were enjoying the interaction. It became a fun thing where they really liked us. And the one woman even said to me, you know, I, I gotta say, I, I really enjoyed this. If I didn't have a boyfriend, I totally would have given you my number. So, that was my first experience at this whole idea of assuming likability. Assuming that you are liked. Assuming that the women you approach are going to like you. And you see, that's the biggest problem with asking how do you make a woman like you? Because if you, anytime you approach a woman, anytime you approach a person, but anytime you approach a woman and you say to her, uh, you say to yourself, how can I make her like me? And you go in there with a the mindset of I'm going to make you like you me, it's not going to work. It's it's never going to work the way you want it to because it's always going to come across as needy and the attraction factor is going to be quite low. Now, assumed likability, it's really driven, its success is driven by frame control. And if you've never really heard of frames before, I generally don't talk a lot about NLP in my videos, but a frame is really the uh, the deeper understanding of what's going on in interaction. So, for example, if you go and talk to a car salesman, there is a frame there. That there is a thing you want to buy and the salesman wants to sell it to you. There's a dynamic that's usually created, right, of the buyer and the seller, the seller wants to push something on you and, you know, you get this kind of push-pull dynamic between the buyer and the seller. 
that's a frame, right? If I approach a woman on the street, uh, I can approach in a number of different ways. And if I approach in a way that, that can create a frame that is, this is awkward and strange and it's going to be uncomfortable, that's the frame of the interaction. And obviously that's not unlikely to be an interaction that goes very well. But the basic fundamental rule of frames between any groups of people is this. The person with the strongest frame usually wins. And what do I mean by the strongest frame? The person who is most sure of what this situation means is usually the one who determines what this situation means. So let me give you a simple example. Have you ever been in a really good mood and you catch up with a friend who's a really bad mood? Whose mood overtakes the other ones? The person whose mood overtakes the other, in other words, does someone does the happy person cheer up the sad person or does the sad person bring down the happy person and make them depressed too? I'll tell you, it's usually one or the other. It's not normally you both dampen each other to a happy medium, as you've probably experienced in the real world. Frame control comes in and says the person who most strongly believes that they are going to be happy today or that they are going to be sad today is the one who pulls up or drags down the other person. Usually, unfortunately, when it's a negative emotion like sadness, the sad person is more certain they're going to stay sad than the person who's happy is certain they're going to stay happy, so they get dragged down. But it's based on frame control. So, when I go, if, if you go and you see a cute girl, girl you like, and you approach her, and you are more sure that she is going to like you, or that this is going to be a fun interaction, and she's going to enjoy it, then she is sure you're a random guy who's going to make things awkward. It's far more likely to be the former. And it's a really interesting thing. When I say you assume a girl likes you, I don't mean that you act cocky, or arrogant, or like a douchebag who's like, every girl loves me. <sighs> right? I'm not suggesting you do that. It's just... Have you ever been in an attraction with a girl who you know likes you, who's like, you're already in with her? Have you noticed that you stop trying to invest energy not screwing up? Like, you, you stop thinking, God, can't screw up, can't screw up, can't screw up, because you already know she likes you, right? And all of a sudden, you, you become a little bit more relaxed, and you dare to push the boundaries of flirting, right? You sort of push it a little bit because you feel safe that you can, and you can get away with it, and she'll let you get away with it. And you, you start to throw out more jokes because, because she likes you, she's going to laugh at most of what you say anyway. So you start being more daring with the things you throw out there. And, and, and sure enough, this behavior pattern is what you do when you, when you know, know someone already likes you. And if you can walk away from that and then treat the next woman as though she's the exact same woman, like behave the same way, right? It's called assumed likability. You just go in there assuming she's that same woman who already likes you right? You're treating her exactly as though you already have a history. You've probably experienced this with a friend before where, you know, if you meet a new group of people, yeah, I'm sure you've met a guy before just socially who's trying to make you like him. And how do you feel? Eh, yeah, probably like eh, he's a bit of a try hard or, oh, you know, okay, whatever. But if you've ever met a guy who from really early on just chills out and, and acts as though he's already good friends with you, right? He's not trying to make you like you. He's just He's automatically becoming familiar in a friendly way and not in a overly presumptuous way or anything like that. He's just his behavior is as though there's already history. That person is super easy to like already. So I know that some of you guys watching are thinking, aha, that's pretty cool. Um, but I don't have a lot of experience with girls liking me already. So how do I, I don't even know how I'd behave if I knew a girl liked me. That's kind of a rare experience for me, yo. And so I get it. I totally understand. Now, what can you do about this? There's, there's kind of two things that I advise my clients to do, and I'm going to advise you guys to do in this situation. Number one, 
I highly advise you to go and make some female friends because um, female friends are, are how are you going to behave when you're comfortable with a female friend? I don't mean like just, hey, we're kind of acquaintances. I mean, actual friends with girls. If you can take that behavior, so a, a friend, Sarah, how you behave with Sarah, who's a really close friend, if you just take that um, assumed rapport, assumed connection, and treat a girl you approach as though you're already her friend, like you are friends with Sarah, you're 80% of the way there. So you're already going to have more success. And I know there's the whole friend zone thing. Don't worry about that. We'll think about that at another time. But in the beginning, that assumed connection, assumed comfort around a woman, instead of treating like a stranger you're trying to get to know, or even worse, a stranger you're just trying to get to shag, that rarely ever works, right? Stranger, hey, you're a stranger. I'm going to treat you like a stranger, but boy, do I want to have sex with you, stranger, right? It's just not a mindset that turns women on. But when you're comfortable around her and you get her really comfortable around you, even if in the beginning it's just as a kind of a friend space, you're still going to have more success than if you didn't do that and you didn't do anything else. So that's 80% of the way there. The second thing I highly recommend, and I know I guys get some friction around this, but while you're trying to get your head around this concept, and it is a massive concept, like, like the results that can get you if you're struggling are huge. It's not, it's an easy one to talk about. It's a harder one to put into practice, but lower your standards for the women that you're going to flirt with for a while. And I don't mean, I don't mean lead women on. I don't mean, hey, you're 24, start talking to a cougar that you're not interested in and you're going to lead her on just to get experience. No, just be friendly and social and a bit flirty, right? Experience what it's like and how you change when a woman is flirting with you, right? When you get that, oh, she does like me. Oh, how does your body change? How does your body language change? How do you stand differently? How do you talk differently? Does the pace in which you talk, does the tone, does the modularity of your voice, do all these things shift? How do they shift? Become aware of it. Um, you know, become really think about it in retrospect. How did I change? Because that's how you want to treat that really hot woman who you really, really, really like. You want to treat her as though she already likes you, right? The same way you may have treated that woman who maybe you didn't even like, but you knew she liked you, so you couldn't help but change the way you behaved around her. That's what you need to do. And that's the it requires a little bit of, I guess, mental gymnastics to do that because I know we're so locked into the mindset of there's a girl I really like, I gotta make her like you. But if you can escape that that trying to make a girl like you and just assume she already does and that's your strategy, you will do incredibly well. And I, I still do this to this day. If if I ever catch myself trying to make a woman like me, I know she's probably not going to. But if I go and approach a girl and I'm just in there and I'm friendly and I'm like I'm acting as though she does. Man, my odds of success go sky high. And I, obviously not every woman's going to like me. And also I need to mention that it's you can overdo it. I know that some guys, especially if you don't really have experience with female friends and or you don't have experience with women who genuinely like you, what some guys do is they get cocky and arrogant because they've read somewhere that you're supposed to do that or they've got Hollywood role models who are cocky and arrogant and they think, well, that's what women like. That's not really going to help you. And if you try to layer that on as a way to, like, this is how I'd behave if a woman liked me, it can backfire. So be a little bit aware of that. We're not trying to get cocky. We're not trying to get arrogant. We're just trying to observe the subtle ways in which we change when there's already comfort and connection and you know you're in. What are those subtle things? Don't think about the big stuff. Um, but, you know, great attraction with a woman generally doesn't look like magic tricks. Like, you know, mystery and style aside, I mean, fancy things like twirling a girl around and high fives and Great connection doesn't generally look like that. That's pickup artist stuff, and you don't have to be doing that. It can be very subtle, but that subtlety really, really, really matters. 
Now, one of the other things that are really important when it comes to attraction, when it comes to getting really great with women, is really understanding your strengths and weaknesses as a man. Uh, I've built a 16-part personality test where I look at 16 different aspects of your personality. It's an online test. You can do it for free. And I look at these 16 different parts of your personality and how they're going to impact how you interact with women. What are your strengths with women? What are your weaknesses with women? What do you need to work on? And what do you need to change about the way that you approach women and think about women? They're going to best suit your personality because not every two men are the same, right? It's, we are different and different personalities need to have different attraction styles. So I highly recommend you go and check out that now. It's, it's totally free to do. I'll put a link up here or down in the comments below as well. That's it, and thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash personality test to complete our scientifically backed attraction personality test, which will help you uncover the areas you most need to work on based on your personality assessment. Take care, and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.